0: welcome to the new money habits podcast where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck here are your hosts sarah jones and nino villa
1: sarah i am so excited about uh today's topic because we got another great question in from one of our listeners and actually uh robert who Uh, submitted this question, it's really like a series of questions about cash envelopes and how to manage those well. And, and whether it's, you know, you're going to use like actual envelopes and actual money, or can you do it electronically? So he's got a couple of, uh, a couple of layers to his question here today, and I'm really excited to kind of dive into them, but let me, let me kind of put out there, what Robert asked specifically so his question was how are the envelope or sinking funds seated and maintained then he goes on to ask if they're electronic how are you uh or how is the remaining balance of things like groceries and gas checked and enforced but then he asks if they're physical envelopes are they carried with you all the time so There's a lot to his question here, and I know that you're a master at physical cash envelopes. So I want to kick things over to you and and hear, how do you manage cash envelopes physically?
0: Um, Nino, I love this because cash envelopes are one of my most favorite topics to talk about. Um, I Oh, I'm so excited for this. So um, I use kind of a system with cash envelopes. And it's kind of the who, why, where, when, and how, all right. And so I think I'll go through those. And I think that'll answer a lot of Bobby's questions there. And hopefully for a lot of, um, a lot of other people kind of break it down in a way that feels safe and manageable. So I want to start off with the who, who can use cash envelopes, everyone, right? Everyone has the ability to, um, and so. I think some people think, "No, I can't," or "You absolutely can." So let's get that out of the way. Everyone can. Why? Um, for me, for a lot of my clients, <clears throat> cash envelopes provide a visual, right? So seeing that visual cash in each of those envelopes um, is is easier than leaving it in an account. You know, so virtual for a lot of my clients, for myself included. Um, It allows me to be more intentional because I'm actually physically taking that money out of my bank and putting it in that envelope. So I'm being very intentional about what the, those dollars, what their job is. Um, And really that leads into planning better, right? Um, Where do I keep them? I love these accordion, plastic accordion folders. So I use something Uh very similar um, and each pocket is just a different, um, a different category, right? And so, um, it's clean, it's simple, they're all in one place. Um, I personally carry mine everywhere. Um, I know a lot of people that choose to keep them at home, you know, and when you're running errands, you just pull out of the envelopes that you, you're going to get groceries, you pull your grocery money out, you're going out to eat, you pull your restaurant money out, Right. I carry mine with me all the time. Um, I've developed the habits I feel to be able to do that because I'm not, you know, pulling out of one to pay for another one. So I do carry mine all the time. Um, I know Bobby asked, you know, how do you see them? Right? How do you put money in? When? For me, and I and a lot of the people that I work with, we base it off of your pay dates. So if you get paid once a month. You know, we pull it out and fill all the envelopes once a month. If you get paid twice a month, I like to do it twice. And so, for example, if your monthly total envelope dollars are $400 for the entire month, that's what you need to fill all of your envelopes for the month, then you would pull out 200, um, you know, first pay period, 200 for the second pay period, and fill them that way. That's what I do. I love it. I'll be real honest. Especially in the eating out budget. If I pull it all out at the beginning of the month, I'm going to use all that up in the first week and then I'm going to be out of luck for the rest. Right. And so yep. um, for me, I like to pull it out twice just according to our pay periods. Um, and kind of the how um, I pick categories for my envelopes. Um, based on where the categories number one that I tend to go over budget in. So I need a little bit more accountability for me. It's eating out in restaurants. That's a big one for, um, you know, my husband and I. So that's definitely a category Um, areas that we want to save a little bit over time, because I know that a bigger expense is coming up. So car registrations, you know, sometimes that's a big expense Mm -hmm. for me. Um, Those hit in January and February. We just got off of Christmas and the holidays, right? And so I like to have an envelope for vehicle registration. So I'm saving a little bit each month. And so when that time comes around, I've got the cash in there and I'm not pulling a big chunk out of my budget during those months. Mm. Um, Car maintenance is another one. Car maintenance is going to happen, right? We know it's going to happen. We know that um, we need some oil changes and, We know that our car is probably going to need new tires, you know. Um, We're going to need a new windshield, you know, just some of these things that we know are going to happen. So I like to pick categories that are, again, um, areas that I struggle in staying on budget with. So it provides that additional accountability and areas that I'm trying to plan ahead for things because I know they're going to happen. So I like to pull a little bit out each month to be funding those categories, so it's not a big hit to my budget in the months that those things happen.
1: Um, yeah, I think I think that's really important um, that to to understand one cash envelopes can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Right, it, those categories can change. Mm-hmm. I love that you're picking categories that you would otherwise struggle to keep on budget with and those sinking funds instead of having them all in a single savings account where you're trying Mm -hmm. to remember how much of this $5,000 do I have that is saved is for this sinking fund and this other sinking Mm -hmm. fund so just writing that down on an envelope and grabbing cash and stuffing it Mm -hmm. I think those are two really great ways to kind of determine what cash envelopes am i going to have and i and i got to admit like I, when i first heard about cash envelopes things like going grocery shopping was kind of obvious right you, you'll it's an area that you can easily overspend in so if mm-hmm. you have cash and you leave the cards at home it's going to force you to behave differently mm-hmm. at the grocery store which i love but another one that was often talked about was, like, uh, an, a cash envelope for gas. And I'm like, there is no way on God's green earth that I'm going inside to prepay at the pump every single time. And so I came up with a different, mm-hmm. um, a different way to manage that. But I think the point I'm trying to illustrate is, we can sit here and give examples all day long Mm -hmm. of, Oh, maybe you should have this cash envelope and you should have that one. But what I really like that you offered instead is think about areas in your budget that you typically struggle Mm -hmm. to not overspend in and do those. And then maybe use cash envelopes for your sinking funds so that you're saving money over time. Brilliant. Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, and a point to make is, is we reevaluate every quarter, or every, you know, once a year, right? We kind of reevaluate, are these envelopes, are they serving the needs that we need them to be serving, right? And are we using them the way that that we want to be using in the way that they're designed to be used? And actually just this year, Nina, we actually are moving our, so you're gonna be happy about this because I know you like the the virtual, you know, the, the cashless um, sinking funds, but we're actually moving our Christmas fund out of cash and into electronics. So, um, okay. you know, it's flexible, right? And I think that's important to remember too, right. that um, they're flexible. So use them in a way that's beneficial. Um, yeah. And I was just gonna say, we started yeah, out and my you... husband hated him. I mean, he's like, I don't have oh, any money, yeah. you know, because we were a little bit too strict. So, just a word of advice: be a little bit flexible with yourself and with the cash envelopes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that flexibility um, comes in a number of of different ways. I, I think um, if you're too rigid about it, it, it does become problematic. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a point of contention. Um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't want to pull out. You got to remember one of the biggest reasons I didn't want to pull out cash to pay at the pump is when I started my new money habits journey. I had a four year old and a newborn. So, asking my wife Mm -hmm. to collect the children to go inside the gas station to prepay for the pump to then just bring them back up why go? through such inconvenience mm-hmm. when there was a way to effectively do the same thing in a different manner. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things we did is we opened up a separate checking account at our bank mm-hmm. with a separate debit card. And so when I got paid every two weeks, instead of putting taking money out of the ATM and putting it into an envelope mm-hmm. labeled gasoline, I simply transferred that same amount of money from the primary checking account to what I called the gas, oil, and maintenance fund, and it was electronic. So then what, and what I loved about it, too, is I was always budgeting just a hair more mm-hmm. than I knew I was going to use in gasoline so that I built up a little bit of a balance over time so that in three months or six months when I needed an oil change, there was money already in that account. Mm-hmm. And so I had a debit card that I could use at the pump and that I could pay for regular maintenance. And so, yeah, why inconvenience yourself? There was no, like I said, no way on God's <laughs> green earth I was going to ask my wife to do those things. Right. And and so we found a different solution that allowed us to practice the same important principle mm-hmm. of having a budget for our gas and and routine maintenance, it gave us that ability to practice that principle, just in a more convenient mm-hmm. way.
0: Mm-hmm. And really, you're being intentional with those dollars, right? You're still giving them a purpose. You're still budgeting that in mm-hmm. and making sure that those dollars are for the you know that um, those categories. So you're being very intentional with. Um, in and, and, and being in alignment with what your goals are, right? To get better control and to have a plan with those dollars and that's what either cash or virtual, right? Um a bank account, they provide.
1: Yes. Right? Yep. I will <laughs> tell you this. There's so there's another trick that not only do my wife and I implement, but it is something that once I know a client really has a handle on their finances, it's, it's something else that I implement. Because part of the question was, do you carry these with you all the time? And you said that you do. But I know for my wife, she does she does not feel comfortable mm-hmm. carrying around that much cash on her at all times. And so one of the other things is, so every pay period, We do have cash envelopes, physical cash envelopes as well for groceries, toiletries. I love to split those two things Mm -hmm. out because I realized very early on in my budget that just calling it groceries, which meant maybe a trip to like Walmart or something where you can buy food, of course, but you also buy toiletries and other things. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. If it doesn't go in my mouth, (laughs) it's not part of the, (laughs) the groceries Right. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to separate that out because we needed things like laundry detergent and paper towels and all that other stuff. But I didn't like. So anyway, I I digress. Mm -hmm. I have a separate envelope (laughs) for toiletries. We got groceries. We got toiletries. We have um, my wife's spending cash. I have my spending cash. Um, We have like an envelope for school supplies and school Mm -hmm. events. So like a school fund for the kids. So we do have cash envelopes. Mm-hmm. Well, this so here's the here's the advanced graduated version mm-hmm. of like when you really have a handle on your money, mm-hmm. um, and you're still taking out cash envelopes, but maybe I don't know, maybe a global pandemic keeps you from going to the actual grocery store, <clears throat> and so you don't spend cash. <laughs> If I want to do like a Walmart pickup, or if I want to have something delivered from Amazon, mm-hmm. I can't wait for the delivery person and then hand them cash. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. I still have cash envelopes. Mm-hmm. I use a credit card. Oh, oh, what? But we, you and I have talked <laughs> about how you're supposed to use credit wisely, mm-hmm. right? There might be some financial gurus out there who tell you that having a credit card is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> There's the thing, uh, such thing as is properly managing your money, mm-hmm. building those so habits. We mm-hmm. use a credit card to make those purchases. And then because the credit card is at the same place as our bank, we can easily go to the ATM to make a cash payment mm-hmm. to the credit card. Mm-hmm. So that is an advanced technique. Mm-hmm. But what I wanted to illustrate is there are a lot of ways in which to manage this effectively. I would start people off on um, a physical cash envelope, but there is a way to also do it electronically. Like I Mm -hmm. illustrated with the gas account, Mm -hmm. you can open up a separate bank account with a separate debit card where you're using that at the pump Mm -hmm. to manage that expense as well. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of other tricks about electronic funds, but before I do that, you know, what are some of your thoughts and and reactions to those techniques?
0: I love it. And, you know, I do something very similar. Um, um, For example, I'll just go back to Christmas. You know, we've got our Christmas fund in cash, right? But I bought a fair amount of things off of Amazon and that I can't pay cash at Amazon. Right. And so what do I do? Right. You know, and, you know, I think it comes with, you know, maybe a little bit more advanced into, you know, your journey and everything. And I know that my husband and I, we've built the habit. So we're pretty, pretty secure in the way we handle things. But, you know, I had the cash in that envelope and knowing that that money came out of my checking account. What I did is I pulled that money out of my cash envelope, right? The money that I spent out of my checking account Mm -hmm. and I stuck it in the very back. So the next time I go to pull money out of my ATM to fill my envelopes. I don't need to pull as much out of my checking account because, you know, I, I've stuffed that back there in the back. So it's, it's very similar, right? Using the cash to go and pay your credit yeah. card because you had to use that um, for groceries. It's very similar. I pulled that cash out and put it in the back. You know, I don't use cash for gas or groceries. Um, mm. um, I use it out of my regular checking account. And I know, crazy, huh? What? But, you know, and I'll say, I feel, we feel very comfortable doing that because we've got our budget narrowed down to like, we know pretty much exactly what we're spending. And I feel very comfortable with the money that's in there, the money that I'm budgeting for groceries. That's what we're spending. We're very intentional when we're going to the grocery store, right? Right. And um, that comes yeah. from years of, of practice for us, right? And and
1: and I think that's the most important word right there, intentionality, mm-hmm. right? It, it's about being intentional. And, you know, I am reminded that these are advanced techniques, and I wouldn't start Mm-mm. somebody there, there being use your credit card still and then just make mm-hmm. the pay, because that's probably how maybe you've racked up more credit card debt than you bargained for. But if you can start, like you said, it's all about creating a new habit. Mm -hmm. So if you can start with the cash envelope system and we'll talk a minute in a minute here, how to do that electronically, but you start with a very, the, the, that, that discipline, that hardcore discipline of a cash envelope system for the categories, like you mentioned before that you either struggle Mm -hmm. and often uh, overspend in Or uh, you know you have longer term goals that you want to save up for over time, Mm -hmm. and uh, you start there and you build that habit, and all of a sudden you're managing your money differently. Mm -hmm. Six months, twelve months, eighteen months down the road, you're like, "Look, this is this is an ingrained habit of mine Mm -hmm. now. I don't, I don't overspend like I used to. Mm -hmm. I'm much more thoughtful and intentional, and so you can." implement more advanced techniques once you have that habit built in, in place mm-hmm. because the habit itself will continue to carry over.
0: Absolutely.
1: So let me say this. Um, for those of our listeners who are are just thinking to themselves, there's no way I'm going to pull hundreds and hundreds of dollars out of the ATM all the time mm-hmm. and stuff them into cash envelopes. I need something A little bit more convenient, just like I needed something more convenient for at the pump. There are there are ways to do this electronically. It can get a little overwhelming. I will tell you, a physical cash envelope is much simpler. Mm -hmm. It's much more easy to manage because it's physical, it's tangible, you can touch it, it's right there. Mm -hmm. So let me start there. But like you and your husband realized that with a sinking fund like Christmas where you're, you're saving money over time. Mm -hmm. Of course you can do that electronically. Mm -hmm. There's not, you don't absolutely have to bring that cash home and, and just have it sitting around the house, whether it's in a safe or not. And if it's not in a safe, then being worried constantly about having (laughs) that kind of cash laying around. Right. So there are so many different banks now that truly allow you to have a, you know, Almost as many accounts as you want without any ma- monthly maintenance fees. Mm-hmm. And that's the important part, right? If you're really going to do this and you're going to have multiple you know, like savings and or checking accounts, please do it with a financial institution that's not going to charge you <laughs> for having not enough money or not a direct deposit or all that garbage, right? Find a, a user-friendly financial institution. Right. But there <laughs> are some out there. I use one for... kids. I actually wanted to kind of put the kids on their own kind of financial path. Hmm. And so I found a great one that allows them to have, it's a single savings account, but they're allowed to have 10 electronic envelopes within that account. Love that. And so (laughs) Yeah. So if we if we applied this to an adult situation where maybe maybe I am saving up for car repairs, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't know when I'm going to use that money, but I know I want to save up over time. Maybe I am saving up for the holiday season and Christmas expenses. Um, maybe I'm saving for a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that electronically, you can find a bank like this one where you can either have the single account that allows you to kind of divvy it out. Or, again, if they're not charging you, you can have three separate savings accounts, and you get to nickname them. So Mm -hmm. one is car repairs, and the other is family vacation, Mm -hmm. and the final one is holiday. Mm -hmm. And then you can seed those and and contribute to those electronically. You can do the same thing, like I expressed with the gas card, where you have a separate checking account for a very specific Mm -hmm. um, expense like gas. Or it could even be your eating out fund, mm-hmm. right? So maybe when you eat out, you still don't want to pay cash. Well, you could have a separate checking account that you're you're budgeting for and you're transferring a very specific dollar amount into. And then you can use the debit card associated with that checking account mm-hmm. when you're out and eating. But as I said, it can get a little complex. Imagine having eight different cash <laughs> envelopes all checking accounts with eight different debit cards that could get a little crazy. So it is mm-hmm. much easier to do it physically. Sure.
0: And, you know, and I love that. And I think this just goes to show, I hope it does right. That you could make it work for your life, right. That it's not a one size fits all that you make it work for you. And, and, you know, i I might add in if it's okay, Nino, know, um, a question that I get surrounding cash envelopes quite a bit is Sarah, when we're filling our envelopes, what happens if they keep growing and they keep growing and they keep growing? Well,
1: that's a great one. You
0: know, here's the thing. If you have a category that you're contributing far more than what you're using out of, you need to take a look um, at a couple of things. What is the purpose of that envelope? So car maintenance, you know, that might very well grow for a period of time, right? Because you might not be having a lot of maintenance on your vehicle. Um Christmas, you know, that Christmas holiday fund, right? It's going to grow until you use it at Christmas time. If you get to a category and for us in my household, clothing is one of them. We put a cap on that. So once we reach Mm -hmm. a certain amount in that envelope, we're done. We're not contributing to that envelope anymore. That means that, um, we're not using it, right? So why do we need to keep putting money into it if we're not using everything that's in there? Um, and I think it just allows you that evaluation. Am I using this envelope the way it's supposed to be used? Am I pulling this money out of my checking account instead of using cash? Right. Um, and so for me, mm. I like to put caps on some of them. I'm going to contribute up until I reach a certain amount. And then, you know what? I'm stopping. I don't need any more in here. Yeah. Um, and so um, an animal, we've got an animal fund. We just reevaluated we're contributing more money to our animal fund than what we're actually spending. So you know what, we can cut that back a little bit. We're contributing more than we need to. And so it's about that reevaluation, right? Every quarter, every six months.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And there's two things that I wanna reinforce from the point that you just made. One is even when you start a sinking fund, you should know what your goal is? How much am I trying to save up? And what is that cap? So with like a car repair, you know, if you are having the luck and you're not repairing the car all that often, that is fantastic. (laughs) So ask yourself, like, how much do I think I need in there before I don't need to save any more? So maybe that's a $1,000. Maybe that's $2,000. Maybe it's three. Mm -hmm. But you kind of figure out like, I can contribute $200 a month to this, this thing. And when I hit $2,000, so that would be 10 months worth, if I hadn't had any repairs in that time, well then maybe I stopped contributing to it until um, I have a repair. And then let's say you have an $800 repair, you're back down to 1200 bucks. We'll go back to putting $200 into it until you get back up mm-hmm. to the $2,000. Mm-hmm. So that's one. The other is your point about maybe something that's a little bit more um, consistent, like groceries. So um, anytime I start working with a new client, I'm a big proponent of if you're not going to do cash envelopes anywhere else, at least do them for groceries. (laughs) If you're somebody who's going to the grocery store, I understand that a global pandemic has changed a lot of our uh, shopping habits. Mm -hmm. Okay, But if you're somebody who's still going to the grocery store, it is a great place to implement the cash envelope system. And so when I'm working with a client and we're determining how much should that be, what I like to tell them is whatever we decide that you can afford and you think is appropriate at the beginning, we're not going to change that number for three months. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go up. We're not going to go down for three months. We're going to be, incredibly consistent at if let's say you're biweekly and you're pulling out $200 it's $200 out of the ATM and into the envelope because for three months I want clients focused on the habit Mm. of being more intentional with their money. So we're not going to move the the dollar amount up to overcompensate for you don't have any discipline Mm. at the grocery store We're going to work on discipline at the grocery store. And if you find that you're not spending that much, well, I don't want you to adjust it too early because sometimes things can be a little deceiving. You go to the grocery (laughs) store and that first time you only spend like $125 and you're like, wow. Like, and maybe you do that again, but then maybe you, you, you decided, okay, I have a little bit more money and I want to be able to buy name brand instead of off-brand, mm-hmm. or maybe I want to buy steaks this time, and those are exp- – whatever it is, but, like, I don't I don't want you to think, oh, I only spent $125, so I'm going to adjust it down. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, after three months, to your point, you reevaluate. And so I had a client who we we budgeted far more than what she thought she was going to need, which is mm-hmm. always great when you, you budget far <laughs> more than you think you need. Absolutely, <laughs> it's always a great place to be in. But I told her, I said, for the first three months, I don't want to change that. So at the end of the three months, we kind of had like a, a nice little chunk of change. Well, mm. she was able to take that money and put it into her emergency fund because that was mm. one of her other goals: is to get her much emergency fund fully funded. So we were able to do that. We were able to adjust the the number. And even after we adjusted the number, she still wasn't necessarily spending it. So now what we gotten into the habit of doing, because again, when we start off, it's $200 out every single time, if that's the number, right? Mm-hmm. So two weeks later, it's another $200, even if you haven't spent the $200. So now you have $400. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, now what we do is I think her number's $250. So I always ask her do you want to take out $250 and add it to the envelope so that you have some extra, or do you just want to get it back up to $250? And more, most, more times than not, she just wants to get it back up to the $250. So if she's only spent 125, well, now this pay period, she only needs 125. So eventually Mm. like these, whatever decision you make today, is not the thing for the rest of your life. It's the thing to help you during this season of regaining control of your finances. And then you're gonna start to tweak it and and adjust it, Mm -hmm. but you're gonna have this solid habit in place that's gonna guide excellent money management.
0: I love that, I love that. And you know, I think groceries is a great starting place because oftentimes we've just given ourselves free reign at the grocery store. Right. It's easy to give ourselves free reign when we're there. This looks good. Yes, I've got a list. Oh, and cap here with the sale item. Oh yes, I need this. Right. And so Right, we've all done it. Especially if you have kids when yep. you go to the grocery store or if you're hungry. Like you always spend way more Oh yeah. And so when you're using an envelope, you are and you know that you get up to that checkout. I don't want to get up there and and have it all ring up, right? And look in my envelope and say, I don't have enough you know, that's, that's kind of embarrassing. So it makes me more intentional when I'm going through the grocery store, how much am I really spending here? You know, is this purchase important to me? You know, am I, why am I wanting this? Am I just hungry? Sarah, go home and make a snack, you know, like, and so I love it about that, (laughs) (laughs) that intentionality and, and um, again, that evaluation, what's good for you right now might not be good for you in the future, right? Or might not be appropriate balance in the future. So give yourself some flexibility and, and reevaluate every couple of months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's so many areas that I feel like we could get into mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we'll we'll see if uh, our listeners have those questions and they they ask us. But absolutely, there's... There's so much kind of fluidity to, to these things, but I do believe that it's start in one area, mm-hmm. create the habit in that area, and then tweak it as needed once again. I go three months, like mm-hmm. no fewer than three months. Uh, the research says that it takes 21 days to start a new habit, but that's that's like if you're dieting, exercising. Your money management, if it's happening, like if you paid weekly and it's really only happening once every seven days and mm-hmm. you get paid biweekly and it's only happening once every 14 days, you need a little bit longer time to just really establish a, a, a nice foundation in that new habit. So absolutely great stuff.
0: It's one of my favorite topics. I could go on and on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to, uh, I want to let our listeners know, like if mm-hmm. you're, you're asking yourself, like, how do I even kind of, Figure out how much to budget, and and how do I um, put a plan together? I want to remind everybody that you can go to the newmoneyhabits.com website. You can download download, excuse me, our free budgeting template, and that budget is going to be broken down by your pay periods because we at New Money Habits believe that it's not enough just to budget for the month. You really should be budgeting for every time you got income coming in, and all the Expenses that are going out in between those um, those pay periods. So it breaks it down by pay period. It offers suggestions on which categories you could start off with an envelope. Um, so a lot of great information by simply down- mm-hmm. downloading one little spreadsheet. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but, yeah, you can download that there. Uh, we have a holiday budgeting form that if you are thinking about a seating uh, envelope for holiday spending and you're wondering, well, how much should I be saving? They mm-hmm. have a great holiday budget form to help you determine who and what you are uh, mm-hmm. trying to save and, and um, spend money on. And so great resources there. And if anybody has questions for us, you can submit those at podcast at new money that's Singular Podcast at NewMoneyHabits.com. I love it. Another great topic. I I enjoyed this one a lot with you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll uh we'll have this is that part! Damn it, I do it every time. What the why can't I wrap this up? <laughs> why is my wrap up so bad? <laughs> so bad. I it's funny because, like, I watched all my – my, the ends of the videos that I did, and I'm like, how did I wrap it up? And it was just, like, it, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. We look forward <laughs> to continuing the conversation next time. We even talked oh. about this. So, Mike, right here at the end, buddy, mm-hmm. go back, <clears throat> and uh, I might even go as far back as – No the template and whatnot that it was all good. I'm going to go back to, I really enjoyed this, this topic, Sarah. Give you a sec, a second to kind of stay the same. And then I'll say, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and we look forward to continuing the conversation next time. Did you want to add something before I?
0: No, I think that's good. Go back.
1: Okay. All right, well, this was <clears> – <throat> take three. Well, this was great, Sarah. I What a great conversation. I love this topic. Uh, I hope we provided a lot of value to our listeners today, and I trust that we have.
0: Yes, thanks, Nino. I always like um, – and I love our conversations that um... – you have one perspective and one way of doing it and I kind of have another, but they merge very well together. So another great conversation. Yep.
1: Yeah, and it just proves our point that there there is no just one fix. Like we can you can really mold this to be what mm-hmm. you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and we look forward to continuing the conversation next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.